Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, What the Taboo. As you have guessed from the title, we will be discussing all things taboo. In today's podcast, we will be touching on the subject of endometriosis. As a disclaimer, all things discussed is our personal opinions and lived experiences. Hi Neha, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. I'll just hand it over to you and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your Instagram page. Well, firstly, thank you guys so much for having me on here. I run an endometriosis awareness page, but it's more like a chronic illness and mental health, like all combined. I started it off as an endometriosis awareness page because I... I suffer with endometriosis, which I'll go into a little bit later. I started doing it when I got really, really sick about five months ago. I don't remember much of that time. And once I got out of it, it kind of made me realize how important it is for us to talk about it. To be honest, I knew no one else with this condition and I was suffering on my own. Thanks, Neha. We'll probably shorten the word, so we'll call it endo for everyone else. But could you just describe what the condition is and the health implications as well, please? Yeah, so endo is when there are cells that act like the lining of your womb but they grow on the outside of your womb so it can attach to your fallopian tubes your ovaries your pelvis but it's not limited to that area and endometriosis can be found attached to any of your organs and what it does it kind of gathers and it turns into like mini tumors which need to be taken out with excision surgery and what they do is it causes a lot of pain because because the cells act like the lining of your womb if it was inside your womb it would come out in a period and because it's not coming out it's got nowhere to go it's staying stuck to your other organs and I know from experience as well it's just so painful so for me it lower back pains like I even get pain on my leg as well really bad acne at times as well there are so many symptoms it's also very different though it's like some people have all of these symptoms and some people have one or two symptoms also what a lot of people tend to do is they blame the level of pain on the stage of your endo but it doesn't correlate like that someone could be in stage one of endometriosis and have more pain than someone in stage three of endometriosis could you explain the stages i'm not too sure about it but what it is so there's like mild which is stage one there's like moderate mild which is stage two then when you get to three it's moderate and then when you get to stage four and five it's severe as some of you may know that there's no cure for it at the moment people try and say that hysterectomy is a cure or having a baby is a cure there are some treatments and some medications I'm sure you guys have heard of Lupron or there's another one, um, Zolodex. So Zolodex is used a lot in this country and Lupron is more used in America. They've got the same kind of basis, but they're very different. With the Zolodex, it temporarily shuts down your womb and like your ovaries. So you get put into a temporary state of menopause. I was actually going to have that done. One of the reasons why I was really hesitant to have it done is because people on the internet would be like, oh no, it's a cancer drug, it's this it's going to do this to your body they'll be really negative about it when they had no proof of it and so when I looked into it a bit more I realized that it's not actually as dangerous as people think it is and it does actually help with our condition I didn't go ahead with it because there is the tiny risk of you not being able to come out of that menopause I suffer with premature ovarian failure meaning my ovaries are already failing and therefore if I had the Zolodex it was more likely that I wouldn't come out of the menopause. Thank you so much for sharing so many personal details because I know to talk about it it's so difficult even fertility sometimes is such a taboo Mm -hmm. you hear aunties saying like when you're planning for a child but that's it it's just assumed 
every woman will have a child. How have you dealt with it? I actually have quite a few examples I can give you, which you'd be totally shocked by. So I was dating someone and he had met my parents and it was all good because my parents are really modern. And then when I went to meet his parents, his mother, we kind of spoke to her about my illness and everything that it entailed and my premature ovarian failure and everything like that. And the response that she gave, she said to him that Neha doesn't have a choice, but you do. It was at a point where I was more able to handle people being like that, but it still really hurt me because she had gone through something similar. I I don't know whether they had the thought of, I don't want to go through what we went through or I don't know what it was I I never spoke about my illness so I suffered with it since I was 14 and I'll be really honest with you my extended family they only found out about it this year and the only reason they found out about it because I got really sick and I decided to make my page and become really open about it because you're right we don't talk about periods I have noticed the older generation especially they don't want to know anything my grandma my mum's mum is is amazing and when it comes to my illness and my condition and everything she's very open about it now like before she never really used to like mention me or if she did she'd be like oh yeah it has not very well or whatever now i'm getting text messages from from my grandma's sisters saying neha i've heard what's going on i hope everything's okay and my grandma's the oldest And I noticed that once she said something about it, they started listening and being like, oh, wait, this is quite important. We should talk about this. They didn't want to talk about it before because it's a taboo. My grandmother talking about it, they kind of accepted it as like a normal thing to talk about now. In that sense, really good, like in my family. Like society has made us feel like, oh, we have to find someone and get married or, oh, no, I can't have children and stuff like that is when I came to this conclusion that, fuck it, who am I here to impress? They're not my mother, and they don't see me go through this pain. They don't go through this pain. And they didn't go through the heartaches. And, like, imagine being 19 and finding out your ovaries are failing. They would never look on that side of it. They would look on the side of, she can't have a baby. And that's the one bad thing about our society, because I know back home in India, there are loads of girls that are probably like this. There are probably loads of them that can't have children or that have other conditions, but they are forced to keep it quiet. And then they get labelled as well, don't they? They're, like, considered a borge or, like, a burden. Or they can get married, but they'll be, like, the second wife it's sad that it happens that people are just pushed away to the side because of their health do you think that ideology exists because like you know how women are now like we are career driven empowered independent that wasn't a thing during these times do you think that's one of the reasons or do you think there's more to it i absolutely do think it is that could be one of the reasons yeah like i see how my family is compared to other people's like my nana and my nanny and they had the roles of my nana work and my nanny was a housewife but with the daughters in the family my granddad always said one thing to us he always wanted us to be educated because no one can take our education away from us if we have our education we can be self-reliant 
Like some parts of my family are quite radical and they're like, don't talk about periods, don't talk about your health, don't even mention mental health. But then there's another part where like, okay, yeah, we can talk about it, yeah, what's going on. When it comes to our cultures, when we have our periods, like I was saying before, a lot of people just think of it as women being dirty when having a period is one of the most natural things. Because of that, it's seen that women are inferior to men, especially in our community. In our community, I believe it is because the man carries the name he gets married the wife's going to take his name his surname's going to carry on going and that's why there's a whole big thing for you should have a boy you should have a boy oh I hope you have a boy even till this day I would say with that and mental health like I mentioned uh, just now I'll be really honest with you I've never heard any of my family members speak about mental health except for one of them and she's a psychologist (laughs) I feel like that's a separate topic in itself but I just don't understand You know, like how you said, periods are a natural way of life and actually it leads to that fertility process. It defines us as women as well, doesn't it? There's religious views on it. There's obviously feminist views on it. I understand why sometimes people see it as like a unclean thing to talk about. A medical issue, and like with you, it's it's not just the physical. And with me as well, it's not the physical. It's the, the yeah. self-esteem. It's the mental health you've touched on. The emotional well-being. It's about conforming and changing your identity just to try and fit in as well. I just don't understand why it's not being discussed more within our community. I think it's because we're very proud people. I'm going to make an assumption here. Because of how our ancestors struggled and suffered to get where we are today and how much they had to fight, they don't want to show weakness I kind of was like that too. I didn't want to talk about it. After suffering that hard five months ago, I just, I didn't care. I wanted to get more awareness out for this. And I wanted to support people that don't have anyone. For five years, from when I was 14 till I was 19, I was on my own. I had these pains that made me feel like I could die any minute. I had no idea what the hell was going on with my body. My doctors would just put me on some painkillers and the pill or an injection in the pill they would just be so messed up where they would try anything rather than investigating what it was for five years in those five years I had my nanima and my masi who were the only two people that believed me all they could do was make me comfortable they never made me feel like I was lying and then when I got diagnosed when I was 19 that's when my whole family were just like oh shit do you know what I just want to say at this point, you are genuinely so inspirational because the courage that you've just shown, like it's actually made me feel a little bit emotional because it's so empowering, like how you've had those conversations with males and females. And I think actually sharing the story about what you were saying about your mum, like I completely get it because with my mum as well, like when I was going through it as well, she was like, mm-hmm. is it because of what I'm feeding her? Is it because she's not getting enough mm-hmm. eggs? And then none the wiser because their parents or you know their friends they didn't speak about this in school I feel like they need to discuss these stuff more like I'm talking about periods as well like I remember when my mum was telling me it was such a difficult topic not because of her making it awkward she had to learn from her experience completely agree and it's such a common condition it's I think it's the second most common gynecological condition in the world and it is I think it's number 15 of the most painful conditions listed by the NHS and people don't know about it people don't talk about it and 
one thing I want to touch on as well. Okay, so I did a post on my page and um, I was talking about inclusivity. Instead of saying how one in 10 women have endometriosis, it should be something like one in 10 people have endometriosis, making it quite inclusive. There are loads of people that have endometriosis, suffer from it, but don't identify as women. Already having to suffer from this disgusting illness and also having like a gender dysmorphia on top of it, we don't need to do that. We don't need to exclude them. And I got a comment on it. Actually, I got several comments on it, very nasty comments, which I really just, I had to turn my comments off because there there weren't very nice comments. And one of them actually really stood out to me. They said that women have so many things that don't let us get noticed or that's that's not ours because we live in a male-dominated society. So why can't we just keep this as a woman's condition? We didn't choose this. No one chooses to have this illness and no one chooses to feel how they feel about themselves. Also, one thing that frustrated me was everyone was pulling out my statistics. Because I said, instead of saying one in 10 women have endometriosis, we say one in 10 people have endometriosis. I got a lot of it. I got the, oh, well, but that's not right, is it? Like, it should be one in da or the statistics are wrong. And I completely understand statistics are important with research and, and science. And I guarantee there are millions, millions of people that haven't been diagnosed yet because they may be from poorer countries or countries that don't really know about this you know I think it's 176 million people that have endometriosis and there's only 200 specialists there's a lot of endometriosis surgery that is done by like gynecologist surgeons normal surgeons which shouldn't happen because they're not qualified to conduct excision surgery but there are so many that do to be honest with my page I didn't make my page for statistics I really don't give a crap about the statistics and how much money is going into this or that because our treatments and our surgery procedures and everything has not changed for over 30, 40 years. And I doubt anytime soon that it will change. I would rather focusing on helping people and making them feel comfortable and actually supporting them rather than being so focused on statistics that we forget about the actual people behind the pages. We actually need to take people and understand them in their physical form, their psychological form, their emotional form, and just stop shaming one another. If I'm saying to you, I'm in pain, understand me. Don't don't try and doubt what I'm saying to you. Exactly. What you've touched on is so powerful as well. Like I said about the, you know, being inclusive, about our culture. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and for thank what you for you're having doing. me <laughs> it's honestly been such a pleasure and it's like it's really touched me like I think being a woman as well suffering the same thing but also mm-hmm. just the relatability so you guys have been amazing as well I've known I think I've known you guys like since the early days of my page no seriously you guys' support and you guys' message and everything you do is amazing so don't give up and I can't wait to just do more collabs with you. (laughs) Hopefully so. I I can see more podcasts and lives coming. 
thank you so much for coming on here and just hearing your stories like Monica said it has really touched me and I was on mute but I was actually getting emotional like myself as being female going through like period pains I'll be in bed and I can't move and then on top of that what you what you guys go through is just amazing how doing everything else that you do on a daily basis as well we've experienced that height of pain so that height of pain is our most painful but say for example with yourself your period pain that's your height of pain it doesn't invalidate or make your pain any less than our pain because that's the highest pain you've experienced and that's the highest pain you've experienced i think you ended it on such a powerful note as well so thank you so much for coming on to our podcast thank you so much for having me that was a great discussion with the neha thank you to everyone who has tuned in today and we hope you can join us in our next one